Inside Business Radio. Tips, tricks and conversation from the world's leading experts. With your host, Neil Bentley. Hello and welcome to Inside Business Radio. This is Neil Bentley here and today's very special guest on the show is a self-made multimillionaire who shares his business time between Spain and Monaco. Quite an enviable position to be in. He started at the tender age of 16 and set up a very successful company only a couple of years later. He's been involved and still has interests in various companies including mobile communications and premium rate telephone lines interactive gaming, mobile casinos, publishing, television and financial trading. Been featured in various press and media including The Times and Sunday Independent, Guardian, Sunday Observer, what a list this is, New York Times, Bloomberg, Sky News, Wall Street Journal. I could go on but I think it's about time we spoke to him. Hello and welcome to Vince Stanzioni. Hi Neil, good to be here. So before we go any further Vince, when did it all start for you? All started from leaving school Neil and I'm the first person to admit that I'm probably not the brightest person. Well, I've done very, very well in business. Um, I don't have a degree. I never went to university. Not that I didn't want to. It was a case of, you know, I didn't come from the richest of backgrounds. And it was like 16, well, what are you going to do now? And uh, it was a case of literally going straight into work uh, with a couple of O-levels after leaving school um, and starting out as a junior. And where did you start out? I started out at at NatWest and... um, which now is Royal Bank of Scotland, in something called the World Money Centre. Um, what had happened, The a couple of nights before, I'd seen this programme, and it was about foreign exchange dealing, um, which is currency dealing. And I had an interview with NetWest literally a couple of days in London after that, and the lady said, what do you know? And I sort of blagged my way. That's the only thing I can describe, because I'd seen this programme about two days ago. Um, and lo and behold... About a month later, when I started work, I started out in the same place that I'd seen on TV um, those couple of nights before. So what was it that you saw on TV that got you interested in It was a big dealing room, like a lot of times you see, and it was about, you know, how currencies, how money gets moved from one country to another. Um, and that's what sort of got me quite interested. I thought, oh, that's quite exciting. And at that time, uh, we're talking 1985 now, I'd always been interested in computers, and it was the days of the ZX Spectrum and those sort of things at home. So one big advantage I had, while I didn't have many qualifications, I knew a little bit about computers. And at that time, they wanted basically young kids who had, you know, knew a bit about computers, who didn't ask any questions because it was a case of, you know, shut up, boy, do what you're told to do. Um, the salary, just so you know, Neil, you know, uh, was £100 a week. So we, we, we're talking not a great amount, even in 85, you know, £100 a week wasn't a lot. Um, from that, I had to pay £26 a week in train fares um, because I was living in Luton. So, you know, this isn't um, sort of living large. This is starting off really as the low of the low. So if it wasn't the money, because it was only £100, what was it that attracted you to this position? Like, as you say, £100 a week, and they knew that that um, you weren't doing it for the money. It was a case of actual being in that environment where you could learn. And also, you remember at this time, computers were very, very expensive. Um, now, these days, you know, your £500 computer does what a big mainframe did in 1985. So I had access to one to to a lot of computer power and the other thing was you know I had the ability to sit next to some of the best traders in the world Um, now 
these were obnoxious people, you know, they're people that you would hate to work for. Um, and, you know, I was a T-boy, I, you know, I'll admit it, I was literally, you know, I was changing rolls of paper, going to McDonald's, all that type of thing. But it gave me a chance to learn. Um, so, that, so that's where I started from, very, you know, the low of the low. That's invaluable experience to be uh, next to those sort of people. By association, you then learn how they use the systems and they work out the, the currency markets. Exactly, yeah. But these sort of people, you know, now and then they would show you something, but you had to pick it up yourself almost, you mm-hmm. know. Um, and it was interesting. Most of the people that started with me, there was a few people started as juniors in different sort of areas. They all left. After about six weeks, nearly everybody left um, because these people, you know, they swore at you. They threw things at you. Um, they weren't, you know. this wasn't your normal sort of like management training scheme this was like you know boy do it or else yeah it seems like Um, you had to have quite a thick skin to work in that sort of environment well you did and I'll be honest part of the reason why I didn't quit Neil was that I was too um, proud to go back home and say I've left do do, do you know what I mean like when you you get this big job in the city you don't want to go back to your parents and say it hasn't worked out and then my dad would say yeah I told you you should have been a hairdresser Um, (laughs) so it was a case of you know you'd say yeah everything's really good but the truth is it was hell to start with Um, but it was worth sticking it was worth sticking at but there was a a light that came on in your mind wasn't there that you know with this computer situation at the time and, and the fact that you were into it you knew that the way that computers were going that there was a possibility to make this um this not only to be available in big corporations you knew that later on when the prices of computers came down this could be a portable system yeah absolutely and that and that's where that's where it all started from and you know i knew at some stage um computers would become more and more important in trading um now our offices at NatWest they were just literally opposite the stock exchange now in 85 you used to have the dealers the jobbers and the stockbrokers you had a dealing floor in 87 we had something called big bang uh, which was basically where most of the trading went to screens uh, which is what we have now much more screen trading mm-hmm. um so it it was moving from the old boy network of my word is my bond and you'd go and speak to somebody to very fast trading by computers and that was right up my street you know it, it was um, something that I sort of quickly grasped um, so that, that's where it all started okay let's home in now on trading itself when did you May- make your first trade uh, my first trade was when I was 16. Uh, well, before then, the first trade was buying British Telecom shares, which I got my, you know, I'd saved up some money from Saturday jobs and stuff. And I, this was the time of all the new issues. And I think this is where a lot of people started off with, if you remember British Gas, all the, all the if you see Sid Telem and all those yeah, sort of things. Yeah, yeah. So I started off um, with new issues. Um, then I sort of started trading very, very small um, buying stocks because you have to realize the opportunities that people have got now um, where they can trade currencies and commodities. In those days, you really needed a hell of a lot of money. So um, just starting out, you know, my first trade, my first shares was a 500 pounds. Um, and that was about the smallest you could go. So it started off pretty humbly, let's put it this way. And that was a lot of money for you if you were earning, you know, £100 a week. And Oh, yeah, believe me. And, uh, you know, I bought these shares from this poor broker, and I must have phoned him up about 10 times a day to check the <laughs> price. You know, this is pre-internet. 
Um, so, yeah, it, I, I know what it's like to start with very little money. Was it a situation of success from the off, from your first trade? Did you make a profit? No, they did absolutely nothing. Uh, in the end, I ended up selling them. So uh, it was like most people, you know, you, you'll have plenty of frustrating starts uh, when you get started. Um, but, you know, it's the case of persevering, persevering. Do you think it's important to have that entrepreneurial risk-taking spirit to become a trader? Yeah, you, you, what you need to do, and, you know, what I say to people is, look, you don't give up your daytime job. Nice thing about trading now, you can do it from anywhere in the world. Um, you know, say I'm, I'm based in Monaco or in Mallorca, um, so it doesn't matter where you are. You don't have to give up your daytime job. You can do this in the evening, put, play some trades. You take X amount of capital and, you know, you trade with that. Um, and then, as you say, you know, you build, you build it up. The way that I've made my wealth, both in businesses and trading, is compounding. You know, you take, start with one trade or one business and then those profits go into something else and so on and so on. Um, you know, nobody comes into this business or very few people do. And then, you know, they become millionaires overnight. That, yes. That's not how it really works. Now, a lot of people talk about your systems and the one thing that they, they love about it is the way that your style is to do with trend following. Yeah, it's basically in all my bit life in business, you know, and I made a lot of money at the car phone business and what have you. There's one thing that I've always been, you know, I'm always looking, what are people doing? What are the trends? You know, like for instance, now I'm looking at, you know, the demographics as people are getting older. What are they, who's got the money? Um, so a lot of people make mistakes both in business um, and trading. They come in and they trade what they want to trade or they try and sell a product that they think is a you know, is a good product. Instead, they should look at the market. They should actually look at what are people buying? What are the trends? Um, you know, what's happened? And that's how I got into the car phone business because the yuppies at that time um, were some of the first people to use the old big brick phones, if you remember those. Yeah. Um, and that's how I got into that because um, in 87, you know, for those who don't know the background, I did very well in those couple of years worked hard, built up, you know, went from being a junior to earning about £80,000 a year. So from five grand a year to 80000 in literally a fairly short space of time. Then unfortunately, we had the stock market crash. And like most people, um, you know, I, I believe the hype as well. And I'd gone from having a great job to actually being down. Um, so I'd, I'd lost quite a bit of money. Um, and then that's how I got into the car phone business. I didn't have much money left. And the markets were dead for those years. It was very hard to make money. Um, and then, you know, the yuppies were the so-called so first users of car phones. And that's how I built that business up. So going back into trading, what I'm trying to get at is it's trends. You, you look for what's happening. What are the trends? You know, where, where are the demographics? For instance, now a lot of people, you know, we talk about China and, and Brazil and these, these sort of trends that are emerging and how, you know, we can profit from them. Because they are new markets, aren't they? They're the new, new yeah. emerging markets. Yeah, they're the relatively new markets. This is what we've got to realise, Neil. You know, and a lot of people that are in business, they've got to realise this, is that the US and the UK, we've had our best years. You know, I'm not saying that 
we're going to stop making money because of course these economies but these economies are in decline and even if you look at the population if you look at you know people are having less children people are getting older mm -hmm. the growth is in places like you know china the far east india brazil the, these are the next countries that will you know will have the glory it's not going to be the you know the states it's not going to be the uk vince would you say that these new emerging markets are something that you're an expert in absolutely well these, these are markets that i've learned because again going back to what i was saying about trends I, you know you follow the money you look where the smart money's going you look where uh, what's going on and you know going back a few years ago um a big big trade for me um and i still trade quite heavily is commodities and I'd read up a lot about commodities and I'd read up about a chap called Jim Rogers who was the partner of George Soros um, and I had the fortune of meeting him after and uh, he also actually spoke at a couple of my seminars a few years ago and we became quite close friends and he was going on about what happened in the 1980s about commodities and I saw the same sort of trends emerging again you know just as simple example things like coffee prices um, coffee was basically bombed out you know whilst coffee was being drunk in uh, the UK and the US places like China and Japan you know coffee really wasn't being drunk but now these new markets they also start to use more coffee they start to use more sugar and obviously all the raw materials um, so that's been that's been a huge trend and it still is it's still a market that people can get involved in is is commodities well Vince I've been privy to see some of these success stories that have come out from people that have followed your system to the letter how long has it taken you to perfect this system to get results like this it's about 10 years um, of a lot of hard work and tinkering and playing around and I'd say for the last two years not many major changes if it's not broken um, yeah, don't fix it I try and fix it absolutely so so you can tinker around sometimes with a winning system and you can make it a losing system. So for the last two years, it's roughly stayed about the same. But I'd say about 10 years in development to get where we're, we're up to now um, in total. If somebody's listening to this now and uh, their question is, well, hold on a minute. How did you test your system? Did you use your own money on it? What's your answer to that? It's the only way, Neil. It's all very well using software and hypotheticals. You know, I've seen hedge funds which have had fantastic results on paper or they've had great results. And then within about a year, they've, they've blown up and lost all their money. Nothing beats using real money. Uh, and yes, I, I've always put my own money on the line, you know. This exact the system that I teach people is exactly the same. If you look at some of the websites, you'll see my statements, you'll see my trades. It's not a case of saying I teach you one thing and then I go and do something else. Um, so you've you've got to put your own money on the line. I noticed, Vince, that the Financial Services Authority did change some regulations to trading last year. Is that still in place? Yeah, it was short selling. What happened was. Um, so listeners are quite clear here. We make money from things going down as well as up. Traditionally, most people, they're, they're conditioned in that you buy low and sell high. Yes. Well, that's all very great. But as a professional trader, we make money by basically selling something and then we can buy it back, which is called short selling. Now, last year, um, we've 
were making some considerable amounts of money by basically shorting the banks, the, the various banks. Then the FSA came in with a rule and said that, no, you can't short banks anymore. That's now gone. You can short banks again. Um, so it was a fairly, it was a temporary rule, which they were trying to stabilize the markets a little bit. Now, we found ways around that. And the, the easiest way that we, we could actually short the index, which a lot of people in the UK, things like the FTSE 100, which has a lot of bank shares in it. So although we didn't directly carry on shorting the banks because we couldn't, uh, we were locked out, we could actually sell the index, which gave us a similar sort of um, result. So that's how we did that. But that, that's gone now, Neil. You can, you can short um, banks in the UK if you wish. Talking of 2008, you just hear about people losing money hand over fist. How was 2008 for you? This is what you got to remember. When somebody says they've lost money, somebody else made money okay there's there's always a writer and there's you know there's always a buyer always a seller so if neil bentley thinks that barclays is going to go up there's somebody on the other side who thinks barclays is going to go down that's the the key to to markets it sounds very very simple but that really is the truth so if you hear about all these hedge funds or pension funds that have lost money there was another bunch who made money now 2008 it was a glorious year for me um it was a year of two halves the first half was i was long a lot of commodity markets the second half uh, was basically selling short so i was making money on things going down but yeah it, it was a it was a very very good year so that proves that you were you were seriously looking at the markets and adapting to exactly what was happening Exactly. Back to what we were saying about trends. And this yep. is what we can use. We can use charts and graphs. You know, it's pointless me saying, oh, I think Barclays or um, another company is, is a great company when the trend is not telling me that. You know, I have to go with what you see, the price is the ultimate cleaner. It, it's just so pure and so clean. It's not what a guy on TV says or the, the prime minister is telling you everything's great with the British pound. Well, if the price is weakening... That's telling me that that's what's going on. And that's what I was doing. I was literally following these trends and the trend said, oh, oh, there's trouble. And that's, you know, you want to get out of these or then start making money from them going short, you know, going down. Well, 2008 is gone. 2009 is here. I don't know if you're going to tell us um, here at the studio and our listeners what your predictions are going to be for 2009, but it's a good question to ask, Vince. Yeah, okay. Well, a lot of the time, I don't actually predict what I do. I follow. So I look at what's going on. Um, and for now, what's what's going on? Commodities are certainly still um, in a very, very strong market. And I think that's going to carry on for some years, especially things like agriculture. So we're talking about wheat, we're talking about corn, we're talking about soybeans. Um, so that, that continues. Oil was sold off aggressively last year, but that's starting to come back again now. Um, again, what's, what the trend seems to be at the moment is some of these emerging markets, they're starting to stockpile commodities. So what they're doing, because people like China, they have a huge amount of US dollars. Rather than hold on to those dollars because they can see the dollar is weakening, they're buying things with it. And their view is, well, OK, we don't need all this oil, but it's better that we buy it in now and then we've got reserves. So so we're seeing that. Um, and also, you know, I, I make things on things going up as well in the last few months. Um, I've actually bought bank shares, which is something that if somebody said to me, you know, a while back, um, would I buy bank shares? I'd say no way. But they'd got to such a level um, where 
you know, it was a case of, well, you had very, very little to lose. Yes. The other thing you had to remember is you had the government helping these banks. So technically, it was a bit of a free handout. Um, I will say, though, right now, I'm actually out of those bank shares at the moment. So I profited from quite a good rise in banks. Um, but the, the next sort of things that I'm looking at or is mining shares at the moment, a lot of gold mining stocks. Um, and in areas... Canada, a lot of things in Canada and Brazil, um, I'm very bullish on. Sorry, I'm just writing that down, um, <laughs> just in case okay. I need to do any trades later this year. Um, yeah. Can you offer any tips to anybody interested in spread betting? So, I, I, you know, I want to get into it. I want to yeah. learn exactly what you've learned. You've perfected this system. You've had this core system. You've been through yeah. all these amazing experiences. You've learned from the best. How can I find out from you exactly how to get okay. into this business? Yeah, well, the, the Great place to start is with making money from financial spread uh, trading, which is um, my starter course. You know, it's the easiest way to put it. It's a workbook. It's about 160 pages. It's not written in university gobbledygook speak or high, you know, you don't need a degree in mathematics. It's been written very simple in a me to you style. So it's not you jargonese. Get, so you know, it's something that I can pick up and I can. It's read. something you can pick up. You know, Neil, I've got people from all over the world. In fact, I've got customers from 109 countries. So many of my customers, English is their second language. So I always have to think about that when I'm writing things. So I don't use big words. Um, one, because I'm not that sort of person. I'm very down to earth. But also, I've got to think that you know more and more of my customers, English is their second language. Um, so it's written, you know, in easy to understand style. There's two DVDs that come with the course as well. So it's me, you know, speaking to you, and you can see what I'm doing. Because uh, a lot of people find it much easier to watch a DVD, uh, which you can watch on your computer as well, um, as well as the workbook. There's an internet site which you get access to, which has got a lot of information and access to some of the tools that I use. So you know, that, that's a whole little package that you can get started. Now, some people say, oh, I can go out and learn that myself and I can go on the internet and I can get books. And I'll say, yes, of course you can. Absolutely. But why go and waste years when, you know, you could get it much, much quicker um, for a reasonable price? You know, I know I, I'm at the point now where if someone can show me a solution to something for a reasonable amount of money, I'd rather pay them and get a head start than have to start from scratch. It makes so much sense to learn from your mistakes and the 10 years that you've been perfecting this system. You're absolutely right, Vince. Tell me some of the things that are included in your package. And one of the things that comes with the package, Neil, is what's called a virtual account. So what you can do, you can practice trade with no money, no risk. So you can make real trades in the market with the real prices, um, but without actually risking any money. And that's a good place to start. So, you know, you can practice before you put uh, you start trading with real money that sounds a fantastic idea um can i just ask you one more question vince you know i, I take up this course um yeah. uh, I, I read all the stuff do i need maybe 10 20 000 pounds to actually start off trading you did in the old days neil you know when, when i first started out you know if you had less than 10 20 000 pounds you'd go to a futures broker that they'd laugh at you they'll say you know come back when you've you've got you know when you've got more but today because of the internet the minimum trades the minimum bet sizes they've come right down so right now i've got customers that start with a thousand two thousand pounds which i think is about is about the smallest really you want to start with um, so you know a thousand two thousand pounds most people have got that and that's the sort of amounts where they start and then yes you know people trade with larger amounts as well but you, you know you can start relatively small 
And talking about computers, I'm guessing you can do this on your desktop, but you can probably take this around on mobile phones as well now. Absolutely, yeah. But if you look at the mobile phones now, some of these phones, they're, they're smarter than what, you know, an old desktop PC was just a year or two years ago. Um, so, yeah, so if you're at work um, or anywhere, you know, I've got people that um, travel the world on yachts and all sorts, and they've got satellite phones, and, you know, you can get internet access nearly en- anywhere now. Um, and, yeah, just a, a small laptop computer or even a phone um, um, will access all the data. So, I mean, I could be sitting on a beach somewhere where the, the sun's coming down, probably sipping on something nice and cold with my feet dangling in the nice blue water and Absolutely. still making money yeah. on my phone. Yeah, and that's the whole thing. Nobody knows where you are. You know, let's say I've got customers in 109 countries they're on different time zones markets now they're 24 hour business. Um, so, even if you're on different time zones to the UK or Europe, um, you can literally absolutely be anywhere. Well, Vince Stanzioni, thank you very much for joining us today. It's been uh, fantastic to find out all about you, and um, I'm thoroughly enthusiastic and encouraged about your incredible system. Is there a website that we can visit right now? Yeah, absolutely. If anyone wants to find out some more information, there's a free information pack, and there's um, a report which I've produced which gives you some free tips. Plus, you can see a couple of video clips as well. If you go to www.fintrader.net, so that's www dot f-i-n trader dot net brilliant uh, that is www.fintrader.net thank you very much for joining us vince great you're welcome been a pleasure and uh, have a, a wonderful time in mallorca great thanks neil a great guest on today's show vince stanzioni join us next time when we'll find out from another superb guest how they made their fortune That's all here on Inside Business Radio. Inside Business Radio is presented by Neil Bentley and produced by Lucky 13 Productions. Join us for our next episode on Inside Business Radio. (laughs) 